Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. First and foremost, I want to just apologize for my lack of consistency with the podcast as of late. It seems that since my feet hit American soil coming back from Belgium, I'm having to uh, to kind of do a readjustment type thing. I, j- I had gotten used to the three weeks out in Belgium and gotten into the groove with just bringing you guys the Belgian diaries every single day. And then I got back here and with 4th of July weekend and family and just things that I needed to do around the house that I hadn't done for the three weeks that I was gone, I've been uh, I've been struggling to get back into the groove. But thankfully today, I feel like I have taken a step towards normal again and just getting back into the groove. So that being said, I'm bringing you guys the first Mayito Minute podcast that doesn't have to do with Belgium in a long time, but it does have to do with bicycle racing, specifically with the biggest bicycle race or stage race in the world, the Tour de France that is going on right now. And uh, stage number two, interesting fact, uh, stages one and two actually were held in Brussels. So boo-hoo, I left on July the 3rd, which is the day that the circus was coming to town and all the riders and staff and everybody were coming into Brussels to get ready for the tour. That was the day I was on my way out. But anyhow, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. It would have been pretty cool to see that. But um, stage number two was a team time trial. So it was a time trial where everybody on the team starts. You start off with seven riders. You've got to finish with five or four. And so your time is taken on the fourth rider to cross the line, person with the lowest time wins. And the victors of the team time trial was uh, Team uh, Lotto Visma or Lotto Yumbo Visma. And uh, so they had the surprise winner of the first stage who was holding the yellow jersey and they just put it all together, had a great team time trial and they won pretty handedly. They won by 20 seconds over the second place team. And then after that, like the rest of the teams were really, really close together. So clearly team Lotto Yumbo Visma was like better than everybody else. And then there was everybody else. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about was the fact that, uh, obviously they won. That's a pretty cool thing. Cause it takes the entire team Not that it doesn't take the entire team for the other stages, but like during a team time trial, literally everybody's participating and it it just, everybody comes together. Um, And what was interesting about this or what I wanted to focus on for this particular episode was the fact that there was a journalist that came up to one of the guys on the staff at Lotto, um, the the team that won. And I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not going to try, but I'm pretty sure he's a higher up. And the journalist just said, man, you know, congratulations to you guys and your team. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, this is a stage that you guys probably started looking at and targeting uh, like in January or something like that, just like months ago, right? And this journalist was thinking to himself, that was a pretty good, safe bet to just say, hey, yeah, probably six, seven months ago is when y'all started looking at this. And the guy that was being interviewed, the the staff member at Lotto uh, said, nope. This is actually something we've been working towards since 2015. Now it's 2019. He said, we've been working towards this since 2015. And so here's what I wanted to focus on for this episode. And this is just one example of many examples that I can pinpoint. It's the fact that many times... And this morning I rode with a good buddy of mine, Jacob Schofield, and we talked about this. Like many times 
even if it's us or we're looking at somebody else, we forget, don't we, the hard work, the preparation, the sacrifice, the things that are going on that we really can't see. So if we look at this particular performance, this team time trial, where these guys go out and everybody can see in front of the whole world, they were the best team in this on this particular stage in the biggest bike race in the world. But what we fail to see and what many of us will never know or completely understand is how many hours, how much money, how, how much effort was put into making this day come about, right? And they said since 2015. And so often we forget about what it really takes to be successful, the amount of work that it takes to be successful. And and let me just add this and throw in another piece to this kind of principle, which is, and a lot of times we're working and we don't necessarily see anything from that work. Like there is no visible marker pointing us towards the fact that the things that we are doing are going to actually pay off in, for example, winning stage two of the time trial, team time trial in the 2019 Tour de France. Like that isn't even something that we're guaranteed. And this reminds me of Greg Popovich, the, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs, you know, would say that if there's a piece of rock and you take a hammer and a chisel to it, and every single day you just you hit you hit the hammer and, and chisel into that rock just one time. And then you put that hammer and that chisel down and you walk away. And then you come back the next day and you do the same thing, just one, one, one hit with that hammer and chisel into that rock. And then you put it down and then you do it the next day. And you're just consistent to do that over time eventually you're going to show up one day and you're going to hit that rock with that hammer and chisel and it's going to break. And that's when you're going to see something happen. Um, you'll, you win the team time trial at the Tour de France or you accomplish your goal or you see some kind of growth and everybody goes, oh yeah, look, there it is. You're the rock band and you get discovered and your, your, your record sells a ton of copies, right? But what a lot of people don't focus on is the fact that was it that one hit on that rock with that hammer and chisel that actually broke it was it that one hit? Was it just that one single blow that you made that wasn't any different than any of the other blows you had been making on that rock day in and day out? Or is it, and this is the right answer, or is it just the accumulation of the fact that we've been consistent to showing up at that rock and picking up that hammer and that chisel every single day and just giving it one lick. And that that's the answer. The answer is it's the consistency. The first blow that you made on that rock with the hammer and chisel, that that lotto, you know, yumbo made on that rock with that hammer and chisel, that first blow was just as 
important, just as critical, just as instrumental as the last one where the rock broke and they win the team time trial was the last one where, you know, that rock broke and you achieved that goal you've been going after for so long. But here's another wrinkle to this principle. And this is important because this is the way that successful folks process information. We don't want to keep tabs. In other words, sometimes some people are doing it right and they're showing up and they're taking the hammer and the chisel and they're showing up and they're hitting that rock once per day, but they're keeping score. They're going, yep, day one, day two, day three, and they make a little tick mark and they're keeping a record and they're going, okay, I'm at day 75. Man, this rock still looks a lot the same. Man, I'm at day 127. Man, this rock still looks a lot the same. Like, because here's the problem. If you start keeping score, you're going to start going, man, I'm at day 230. I, wh- when is this going to happen? This rock still looks exactly the same. And what ends up happening is, is if you're keeping score, you it, like, what started off as maybe a good thing in your mind, like like a, hey, I'm just I'm just wanting to show myself that I'm doing the work every day and showing myself how consistent I'm being. Eventually, that might turn into a negative thing because now you're becoming discouraged because now you're thinking to yourself, well, I mean, I've been at this for a really long time and this rock still looks exactly the same. When is this going to happen? So the interesting thing about successful folks is that they don't keep score. They just know one thing. I have to show up and go to that rock with my hammer and my chisel and hit it once a day. And that's what I do. I don't know how long it's going to take me to break that rock. And I really don't care. What I care about is that I show up every single day and do that thing that I know will eventually break the rock. And I'm going to be patient and I'm going to wait this thing out and I'm going to do my best to hit that rock with that hammer and that chisel. And at some point, I know that if I'm faithful to that, I know what is going to happen. That rock will eventually break. And this is this is the part where we start kind of thinning out the herd because if we're keeping score, we start getting people getting distraught, people getting down and depressed, people wondering when it's going to happen. And this will lead to burnout. This will lead to quitting. This will lead to depression. This will lead to, well, maybe I can just start doing it every other day because, you know, I'm kind of tired. Let me take a day off, right? Or, I mean, you know, there's... Maybe I won't put my full effort into hitting the rock with that hammer and that chisel, you know, today. Maybe I'll just kind of do a half swing instead of a full swing, right? Because I'm just, I'm just not feeling it today. I think those kinds of days where we're going to want to back off and maybe not even show up to work and do what we think we need to do to be necessary, to be successful, or just like not putting in a full effort. I think those days are coming for all of us, whether... We approach this thing from a keeping score standpoint and trying to figure out how many days are left of doing this or we don't. I mean, either way, I think it's coming for any of us. But what I know to be true is that the folks that 
aren't keeping score, the folks that aren't keeping tabs on how long they've been doing this for and what they do or don't have to show for it, those kind of people can rebound from these kind of low points faster than the people that are sitting at home wondering when it's going to happen and beginning to ask all of these other questions. The only question that we need to ask is, did I show up at the rock with my hammer and my chisel and did, was I faithful to putting in my best effort to hitting it today? And if the answer to that is yes, then I'm okay with that and I can walk away and then I can come back and do it the next day. Um, and we don't need to get into, you know, uh, opening Pandora's box and, and asking all of these other different kinds of questions because I, that, that could be a slippery slope that could not end well for us when we begin to get too deep into this thing. It's a pretty simple thing. It's, did I, was I faithful to hitting that rock with that hammer and that chisel today? Yes or no? Okay, great. And then moving on from that, because when we come down to it, it's really, really neat. You know, I mean, we don't, we, we can't get very close to professional athletes a lot of times and it's kind of a shame, but you know, on the, on the, you know, small and social media is helping out with this, but you know, on the small instances, when we do get to get close enough to them, these are the kinds of stories that we hear like a, a lot of Yumbo Visma. I've been waiting for this since, you know, we've been working on this since 2015, you know, um, they put a lot of effort into this and most of us just forget about that. So for most of us, when we look to do something great, when we look to be successful, when we look to set some of these goals and expectations for ourselves, sometimes we think that we're different than a professional team that is trying to win a stage in the biggest stage race in the world. Like we're not any different. If it took them time, it's going to take us time. And it's not that they're better than us and it's not that we're better than them. It's that everything takes time. Every, everything takes a tremendous amount of patience. There is no such thing as an overnight success. No matter what that person may tell you, no matter what the person in the book or the video or the podcast or whatever may tell you, like there are, there are no hacks. There are no hacks. And this is kind of one of my soapboxes. So you may hear some passion come, come out from, you know, from me through here in this episode, but it's like, if, we're the kind of people that are bent on looking for the hacks, the hack for a diet, the hack for making my first million dollars, the hack for, you know, raising my kids, the hack for, I don't know. I mean, there's hacks for everything nowadays. Like if we're the kind of person that's looking for hacks, in other words, the other way to, by the way, the other way to call a hack is to call it a shortcut. And the reason why I think they don't do that is because taking shortcuts has a negative connotation to it, right? So they don't want, they're kind of tricking us by the language that they use. If we're looking for hacks and we're spending all of that effort looking for hacks, you know, the, the folks that are looking for hacks, you've got the time to do it right the first time and do it well and do it thoroughly and do it efficiently. Like the hack with with hacks you're you're leaving out critical steps that need to take place in order for the growth to happen in order for the achievement to happen it it's not like you were blessed with you know the ability to just forego steps 2 and 3 and go straight to step 4 from step number 1 
Many people would use the, the talent argument here and say, yes, you can, because look at some of these guys that are super talented and some of these girls that are super talented and notice how they were able to just like skip and forego that thing to be able to get to that particular level and do those kinds of things. But keep following their careers. On, on this ride this morning, we were discussing Peter Sagan, like keep following their careers. Peter Sagan, it seemed like he, it, it, it seemed like there was nothing he couldn't win a year ago and two years ago. And, and now he's, he's struggling a little bit now struggling for Peter Sagan, but he's struggling a little bit to find the pointy end of the races and to come across victories. It's coming for everybody. And that guy right there, many people would say, is one of the most talented guys that's ever thrown his leg over a bicycle. So there's no shortcut for the work. And we've got to be patient. So I'll leave you with this question. Did you go to the rock today with your hammer and your chisel and did you hit it? You don't have to sit there and spend hours hitting it and hit it 15, 20, 30, 40, 150 times. Because that's the... geez, this episode might go a little bit longer than I thought, but that's the other side of this thing is, okay, so Mario, what you're telling me is I need to go to the rock with my hammer and my chisel and hit it once. All right, well, guess what? I'm going to go and I'm going to hit it 25 times. So I'm going to do 25 times more work than you told me to do, which means if it's supposed to take me five years to get to where I need to go, I'm, I'm operating at a 25 times faster pace than that, which means let me do the math and it's going to happen quicker. And this is another fallacy. And I don't know how much time I'm going to spend on this, but this is another fallacy. There, there's a certain rhythm and pace to development that needs to occur. And trying to speed up that improvement, that learning curve, that development actually does more harm than good because if we're focused on trying to speed up getting us to a certain destination, the problem is, I mean, okay, so if we're taking a road trip and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm driving through the countryside at 90 miles an hour because I know that driving at 90 miles an hour will get me to my final destination faster than driving at 60 miles an hour. That might be true. And it, and it is true based on just speed, right? The difference in speed. However, if I'm driving at 60 miles an hour, I'm pretty comfortable being able to look around at the scenery, pay attention to things around me, If I'm driving at 90 miles an hour, I'm having to be pretty focused on the road in front of me and I'm having to be pretty focused on like what it is that I'm doing and I can't appreciate or look around as much. And so that's what happens when you try to speed up development is you miss some of that and some of that stuff is integral in your, you're going to need it along your journey at some point. And you may miss, you may have missed an opportunity to grab that and bring it with you. So there's another little something there for us is that wherever we happen to find ourselves, wherever we happen to be in life, if we're going to the rock and hitting it with our hammer and our chisel once a day, that's sufficient for the day. And we don't need to wish it was happening faster actually appreciate the rate at which it's happening because there is a reason why it's happening at that rate and just take stock of and be self-aware of those opportunities to learn and grow that are all around us 
that we would otherwise miss when we're focused on trying to get somewhere quicker and faster. All right. I hope that uh, you guys have enjoyed this episode and I hope that you guys have gotten something from it. Until next time, y'all. Take care.